At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And with a collapse of the former superpower, several powerful factions now vie for control. The threat is real. An evil organization calling itself SCAR. Known only as SCAR. Their goal, nothing short of total world domination. Led by this man, known only as Iron Claw. We will be victorious! Not on my watch! Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and it feels right again no matter how wrong it also feels because we're talking about the season finale of season one of G.I. Joe Extreme and I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And Chan's, uh, Chan, can you talk again, Chan? What was that? No, no, I will not. Oh, I just I wanted to make sure. the satisfaction. I wanted to make sure because it sounded for a second like you were on your uh, default microphone. Oh, I was thinking it's because he was given like real Eeyore vibes. Oh, I'm Robert Clark Chan. Gina, in all the time you've known Robert Clark Chan, when has he not given out major Eeyore No, he's usually, he's usually more angry than Eeyore. I think I think having a kid has mellowed him and turned him from Rage Against the Machine to um, Sharon Lois and Bram. That's my belief. Sure, Sharon Lois and Bram is not like you're depressing right. Eeyore. You're, right. That's you're, pretty you're intense. getting all mixed pretty up, intense. man. Their their music is pretty intense. To be fair, Skidamarinky Dinky Dink. Holy yeah, crap. That is a rage rage anthem. Uh, I just found out that that is um, that's a song that came from. A 1910 musical that was only on Broadway for three weeks went under. Really? And the whole thing disappeared except for that one song somehow made it into the public consciousness. You never, you never know. Nuts. You never know what's the thing. Um, You know, just, I mean, and I'll say this on the air here. Uh, uh, I was, I was doing some stuff with one of our uh, 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 associates for the uh, video game I work on. And he said that he, 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 he Googled me. unfortunately because he was curious about like what is coach ray's deal as as i'm known in those circles <laughs> and then he was like he didn't know anything about gi joe but he was interested <laughs> and then he was like all that shows up is a bunch of like people publicly po- posting dildos on your facebook wall what's that about <laughs> well he hadn't gotten to that part yet but i just assume that's part of the deal but how do you explain what gi joe is to a 20 something young man you don't who, you punch them in the know. face and leave them for dead oh no yeah oh, yeah man. 
burn the later generations to the ground. They don't deserve it's not, anything. Listen, it's not a, it, it's not a, I understand there's a lot more content now than when we were, when, when we were little, but it's a the, lot. but the whole like, Oh, it was before my generation is, is one of the most infuriating excuses to me because like, when I was younger, I was watching Dobie Gillis. I was watching Green Acres. Like I knew what I Love Lucy was. Like we we all know of things before the year we were born. Sure. So can I can I, can I counterpoint that? Because the reason we know those things existed is because they were presented in front of us on places like TV Land. But remember in this when current, we had four channels? Yeah, and the fourth channel was no, where we watched I mean, Toby Gillis because there's nothing else on. I literally said that before I started talking. I said I know that there was less content, but like sure. there are there are there's a lot of stuff that I still I have not watched, but I am aware of. Like but even those shows, even stuff now. There's yeah. a ton of stuff I haven't watched, but I'm still aware of. I would argue that like if you're a human being in society, <laughs> you should know you should certain know things. You should know G.I. Joe. I mean, here's the deal. I agree. But I guess I, that those shows were curated for us and presented in, you know, uh, on a network that would show them when we were watching. And there I just, was, there was I plenty think- of stuff that wasn't still airing like when when we grew up, you know what I mean? Like that that and again, like now we haven't seen everything out there, but Definitely if it's not. something in the zeitgeist, I guarantee you we've seen a tweet about it or we've I, I genuinely think the difference is that some people are by nature curious and want to learn and other people need to be punched and left for dead. <laughs> I just think some people don't know where to start because as you're you said, there worried is so much your content. buddy is gonna listen to this and so you're trying to save his ass. Uh, absolutely, I just, I'm absolutely just not. <laughs> noticing that Gina thinks uh, her punches kill, like a single <laughs> punch from Gina will will murder someone, and so that you can well, leave them to die. Chan, remember when we repped Gina on Who Would Win show, and I argued uh, uh, in favor of Gina and won the match, saying her k- punches kill in one punch, and there was nothing that James could say about it. Look, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not saying that they could kill in one punch, but a, you guys have never seen me punch some, someone. So you don't know. Fair point. B, I watched a little documentary one time called Batman, the animated series. Interesting. Where there is a ninja who knows how to do a one punch. I remember that one. Batman examines the dummy and there's a soft spot where Mm -hmm. the guy has continued to punch. So Batman figures out where the punch will land and puts a little metal plate, right? It's, it's right like over his breast, like in, in the middle of, you know, his chest so that when the ninja punches him and think he thinks he has died, he actually hasn't. So clearly I know based on that documentary exactly where to punch someone. Have you actually trained? to punch or do you just do you know where it is i know where it is i know where the mercedes benzes are i can't afford one well i can afford a punch it costs me nothing (laughs) i mean this is all fair i guess and 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 to put a bow on the earlier conversation i just i don't think younger generations watch tv i think we're in a streaming generation there was a younger guy who used to come into my store and him and his dad would just pick a show and it could be literally anything and then they would binge watch every episode of it, then move on to the next show. So he, he legitimately came into the store and said, I, we don't know what we're going to watch next. Are we going to watch all of Breaking Bad or all of Gilligan's Island? Wow. And I remember thinking like, that's not how Gilligan's Island effing works. But like, <laughs> that's 
that's what the younger generations know. They know the binge watch. They know you pick something and then you ride it through until you either give up or you finish it. Wait, are uh, you saying you can't binge watch Gilligan's Island? I mean, sure, it really ran out of steam after one season, but. <laughs> I just don't know that a show like that, like if you were to sit down and say like, you know, I want my kid to know about Mr. Ed just for cultural reasons. It was a cultural touchstone for a lot of us. We all watched it on Nick at night or, you know, whatever, but I'm not going to like Luna, you got to sit down and watch five seasons of Mr. Ed with me. Like that show is intended to be watched in half hour increments once a week. Yeah, but it was never intended to be watching allowed to watch TV without binge watching stuff. Like you can just watch like a Mr. Ed a night if you wanted to, or watch one episode of Mr. Ed. So she knows what it is. Here's, here's the thing. I hate influencers and I hate TikTok. But I will actively look at stuff that is trending to be like, what's what's this thing? Absolutely. What's, what's the latest challenge? All right, now I know about it. Now I now I, now I know about it just because I enjoy yes. knowing about things. And similarly, you know, growing up and even now as an adult, when I talk to my parents and they talk about shows, they'll say, "Do you know this? Like, have, do you know what this show is?" And then the, if I don't, they'll explain it or something. But I just think that th- that there are generations who just don't care about anything that really like came before, unless it's a trendy thing. Like, oh, it's, like, look, records are trendy now, or this is trendy. I think that the the sort of seeking out knowledge of what came before is is not as big, except for you know among like cool nerds and things like that, who are the people I like. The other Here, people, yeah. I'm gonna one punch in the chest play until and leave them for no. dead. This isn't a generational thing. I know a lot of things because I read a lot of things and I watched a lot of things. I did that because I was a shut-in and I had no social skills. Ah. So the only thing I could do is sit around and put things into my head because no one would talk to me. So if you're talking to people who like understand how to interact with humans, then yeah, they got no. more important shit to do than watching Dobie Gillis for crying Again, out again, hard disagree because I a, had tons of friends. I was in literally like every oh, single club oh, this is that terrible. crossed my path. I was a Girl Gina. Scout. I was on soccer. I was she on baseball. She has to tell us that she softball. had all sorts of friends. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, I, I found time for that and reading lots of books and watching lots of TV and seeking out knowledge. I just think it's about what you prioritize. Now, here's the deal. I got two things uh, based on what Gina and Chan have just said. One, Gina believes life should be about knowing, and knowing is half the podcast. <laughs> is that what we're doing here? Secondarily, it's this been a month. This particular young fellow said, I saw you're involved in this G.I. Joe thing. I don't know about that. Could you please tell me more and how I might check it out? And that's what filled me with hope for the generation. No, I think they just don't know about things. Again, again. So if I've heard nothing that that saves him from death punchies, because because again, if I see something and I think I don't know this, which believe me, like I have a I have a 16 year old niece. I have a 14 year old nephew. Oh, man. I have a nine year old niece. And now I have a one and whatever the hell niece. Look one and whatever the hell. Right all age. her nieces. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll, I'll be talking to them and they'll mention something and I'll pretend to know what it is. And then as soon as they turn their backs, I will quickly Google it. <laughs> I mean, this is a thing that I do and yes. a big reason why I prefer to uh, interact with people 
at home on the computer rather <laughs> than in person because then they can say like, hey, the booby flaps uh, came to town today. I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking rad, right? And then I'll like look up booby flaps. What is that? I don't know. Uh, I will be say fair, I, I was before before Ray joined us. I was telling Chan that you know I'm in I'm in multiple unions and I vote in SAG awards and I vote in the- look at Gene and talking about multiple <laughs> unions. Man, multiple unions. I thought I thought you were I thought you were just telling us uh, you, you you're coming out as a Mormon. I yeah, thought yeah, that's yeah. where we were I, going. I, with I have it. a I have a union. I've one of seven wives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but so I get sent all of these screeners and usually like every year I just throw them away or give them away because a sure. Oscar Can't movies confirm. like Oscar bait is so, 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 so not my genre that like I find myself thinking I'm in hell when it's like a, a sort of slow moving like black and white like, oh, there's no point to this, but you're going to really like contemplate the human spirit at the end of it. Uh, real so, quick, Oscar bait means when you like uh, jerk off to Oscar oh, the Grouch, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, no, no, that's how not, I've been using it for all this. All these I didn't years. want to look it up. You know, which I'm more of an Elmo girl. So uh, so mm. Oscar bait isn't really my thing. That's fair. Uh, but this year I am trying, and I say I'll do it every year, but this year there's there's COVID and things like that, so I figured I'll have more free time. So I'm trying to watch them. They're all two and a half fucking hours long for some stupid reason because people I hate can't that. make movies I hate that now that aren't under. But it is a lot of like the, the three that I've watched so far were, were I picked two that were very talked about and one that I just thought I would like, which was I, I started with Don't Look Up because everyone was tweeting it, whether or not yeah. their opinion was shitty or or whatever. I was just like, all right, everyone's talking about this one, not necessarily because they like it, but I've got to watch it. I watched Being the Ricardos because same. Everyone was tweeting about like, oh, oh this bitch that. is too. She doesn't look like her. Deborah Messing, blah blah blah. So it was in the discourse, huh. and then, and then uh, I chose Nightmare Alley because I'm a big Guillermo del Toro yeah. fan. That good. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not so far. Oh, no. Um, and I'm about two hours into it. No, I mean it's it's fine. It's just I, I wanted Pan's Labyrinth, and I got Oscar bait. Uh, so but, question, Gina, though, anybody who comes into talking about the Lucy and Ricky TV show and starts with the phrase, this bitch probably <laughs> doesn't have an opinion worth considering after those two words, you know, right? It, it was a lot of, I mean, everyone it's, it's Sorkin. So of course everyone's gonna have an opinion, but then every like no one, anytime anything is cast these days, no one can just let it be. They've all got to be like, here's my five page you know, dissertation on why I think this should have been Deborah Messing sure. instead of, and a lot of it is always ageist and, you know, like, oh, Nicole Kidman has gotten too much Botox so she can't move her face, but Lucy was all about big facial expressions and blah, 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 blah. So a lot of it is like coming from a really disgusting. <laughs> also, disgusting- you got real deep into this because I was aware of some of it. Uh, I had not gotten down to Botox level yet, though. Yeah, so. it was like part of the complaints were that because Lucy was so Botox. like in control of her facial muscles and she was doing everything. And because, you know, Nicole Kidman, some people have said it looks like she has had work done and, and this and that. They said like, oh, you can't have this this woman, blah, blah, blah. The men always seem to sort of get off easier, like with the, you know, same thing that's going on right now with the Pam and Tommy movie a lot of people were shitting on the casting choices but but anyway because these were the two like in the zeitgeist i decided multiple zeitgeist this episode from gina yeah i decided to watch them but so that's why i think it's important to like if something is 
if it even crosses your, and it happens a lot. Like I I've been the youngest one in a lot of writers rooms that I've been in. So it happens a lot that older writers will be like this. Hey, remember this one bit on like the Jack Benny show that they like never re-aired and I'll sort of like make a mental note or once they say it, then the next time it's brought up, I'll remember what they said. So to me, it's hard to justify someone you know, just being like, hey, I'm too young to know what this thing is that, that you know, uh, there's been 80 versions of. And- that's the thing. Where do I start? That's Maybe that's all I'm saying. Stop talking to children, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, let's face it. I'm hip. I, I deal with young people <laughs> on the reg, as the kids say these days. But speaking of things that we had to watch, let's talk about G.I. Joe Extreme. Wait, are we back to, are we back Rebellion. to Look, when I left a month well, ago, no, I thought I we it. were I thought we I thought we were all three like no, kind no, of no. on board with no. G.I. Joe Extreme. No, don't, mis- no. don't mistake had to watch with hate to watch. Two very <laughs> different things. Hold on. Uh let's wind our minds back to when we were just about to finish season five of this. <laughs> oh my show. god, could you imagine season, season five of Knowing is Half the Podcast? And we're like, we just got one more episode and then we'll wrap it up. And then Everything exploded, and here we are like two <laughs> months later, which is totally fine because all three of us exploded. Yes, um, in different ways. Yes, in different ways. <laughs> Mine was a sexy explosion. I don't know what no, you guys are yours doing. Is the only, like, yours is the only one uh, uh, that lost sleep for good reasons. You know, <laughs> <that's> the... <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I remember like I was starting to get on board, and then this uh, the last episode, the first of two part of the two part finale. I was like, all right, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Got I've silly. gotten back off the bus. What? And this episode just cranked that up to 14. Oh, this what? episode got me all the way back. Oh, no. Yeah, That's exciting. I, here, here's oh. the thing. I remember us leaving it as like, you know, like this show sort of, sort of Ray was on board from the get-go because he's the golden retriever of the group. <laughs> Chan is like the grumpy cat that was like, I'm never getting on board, but like slowly you like scratch him between the the ears and he's like, all right, I'll let you live. G.I. Joe extreme. Uh, And then I'm like the aardvark of the group. I don't know what that means, but Cerberus. Yeah, sure. Uh, But, but you know, like I thought that we all kind of like the writing has been pretty good. And the fact that they, had forward momentum which this is the culmination of like yeah. they kept sort of so i thought that the the last thing i remember was us being like oh shit are they gonna find out who like who's in charge of like who's claude who's scar and, yeah. and all this and and is it gonna pay off that it that did that you know like rampage is rampage gonna find out that it wasn't the u.s government that did this to him and like they set up all this stuff that normally we had a whole discussion about this that normally they don't do there's no forward movement especially in cartoons that i thought we were all pretty excited about it and honestly and that's what i jumped the gun a little bit but like all the all the loose hanging storylines the ones i care about they all they all paid off like yeah. everything they they hit everything in one way or another in this so let's just jump into it cuz i'm excited to, i'm excited to hear what chan hates about it because i thought this was honestly i'm like this is this is this is like end game this is their version yeah. of avengers end game everything's coming together this is a culmination of the entire season and i am enjoying it yeah i will concede that there were loose ends that were tied <laughs> 
but <laughs> skin tags are loose ends too. Oh. And if you took all my skin oh. tags oh, and dear. tied them together, I would be less happy than I was Chan. before. Oh, Chan, Chan, you gotta, you gotta, you Going gotta for exfoliate, a session, man. You gotta exfoliate. And moisturize. You can go no, see a dermatologist. I and I refuse Chan, to, to turn him. on him. I would never. He's he's a <laughs> gem. But you can go to a dermatologist with skin tag. I did this, full disclosure. And he's basically like, you pointed every single thing you want off your body. We will keep going until you are satisfied. And I had like a crap ton of these moles and skin tags removed. And it was life changing. I felt like a better person afterwards. Chan, I'm hearing you need this. Uh, what I'm hearing is that scene from David Lynch's Dune where that doctor no. is like poking weird ass needles into the Baron and twisting and all those pus is coming out. And, like, uh, it was great. Okay, I've been, I've been reading Dune and then I'm going to watch the new Dune and then I'm going to watch the old Dune. So nice. I'm, I'm ready. Look forward to it. Yeah. yeah new I Dune do. was new Dune was a nice six and a half out of 10. It, it hit all the notes of a big budget action movie, despite still a very often being boring. So yeah, we had people, that going for it. Uh, I mean, people, people seem to enjoy it. Uh, the book is okay. Yeah. Mediocre. I right hear it's okay. Hurtful. All <laughs> y'all's hurtful. Chan, the truth. It's, the tr- truth it's trying pretty free. hard. It's I'm not going to lie. It's trying pretty hard, but it's okay yeah. so far. And succeeding. Well, let's move on. <laughs> so that we start with a live action sequence that actually I like I got confused for a sec because because it well, was good. Yeah, I did think it was good. It was good. Here's the deal. The thing is, we left on a cliffhanger of uh, Iron Claw has taken over the United States with his batshit wild plan that should never have worked. But. The conceit is that it did, and he now has control over the U.S. government and the U.S. military. So our opening scene all of a sudden is like a side thing of him testing out the mutagen juice that he used, but he's already used that in the last episode, and we see that it works. So, so I was confused. So what you're saying is you don't understand prequels, and Lost was the most confusing thing you've ever seen. Well, one, yes. Also, yes. But also, also, like, uh, we we had all this momentum building up of, of an exciting cliffhanger to suddenly, without, like, telling us they were doing it, put us in a prequel situation just for this, just for this live action intro was a little disconcerting. That's all. It shook Watching me up a little TV bit. Watching TV with you must be the absolute worst. I just imagine it's like watching TV with a toddler where like the toddler gets distracted by something and then looks back at the TV and is like, who's that guy? And it's like, hey, toddler, if you fucking paid attention instead of staring at your toes every five seconds, maybe you'd know who that character is. Gina, you've just described watching TV with me. Yeah, that's why it sounds like my own personal hell. <laughs> like, I have a hard time following things. Uh, I'm happy for uh, uh, closed captioning. That helps me out a lot. I will say I this. I feel like uh, uh, Ray's wife uh, had some useful training watching tea <laughs> with him so that when the baby comes along, it's like, well, I've used to this shit already. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. I, I Listen, I'm not going to lie. I would, I would, I've gotten used to like watching TV alone. When I yep. was home for a month, my my brother and I had shows that we would watch every night together. Like he would pick a couple. I would pick a couple. Uh, and we watched them for a so- for a solid month, and that was fine because he because he knows every single reference that I'm going to make whenever I make uh, it. 
but with anyone else, I would like, I don't think I'll ever go see a movie with uh, another human being again. I just want to watch it and be left alone. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't understand how I got uh, pegged as the grumpy cat of this uh, organization because <laughs> Gina's turning into like, I mean, I would say bordering on sociopath, like <laughs> just an absolute inability to deal Jen, with other humans. Spending the amount of time that Gina has with both me and you would turn anyone into a sociopath. <laughs> I don't think I'm that's becoming unfair. a better person. Arguably, you're becoming a better person. It was a real <laughs> low bar, it but like you're incrementally Wait, better. Have you have you considered that it's because I've been dragging the two of you up that I'm also simultaneously pulling myself down? <laughs> Oh, I'm kind of offended that uh, we don't have any agency in this. Like, wow. if I was the one who was dragging you down, I'd feel a little better about it. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing something with my life. Okay. Yeah. Be more giving, Gina Ippolito. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So this live uh, action sequence. No, I'm, I'm starting the show. Goddamn! No, no, I was gonna say I really <laughs> oh, okay. like I dug it, and for a sec, it's been so long that I forgot for like a split second that this is a thing that they did, and I was like, "Ooh, castle! All right, God, like this is this yeah. is this is good." And then he gets some. some he gets the ecto cooler that we saw in the last episode. I yep. I dug it. Yeah, and he, uh, they, the guy drinks it. He becomes a monster, and he's just like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And I'm like, "That's cool." I liked it because um, so often with these things, it was the low production values and like trying to do something like here's a jet plane coming and then we're going to jump out of it. And then, yeah. you know, like we're going to shoot. Uh-huh. And, like, it looks terrible. But this is, you know, like a dark room and he hands him a, you know, a little vial of juice. Like, yeah, that it, it looks exactly like it should. And that's yeah. kind of cool. It, I feel like it should have been the live action intro to the previous episode is all I'm trying to oh, say to introduce God. the juice that they would later use in that episode that we know what it does and that it works. That's I all. thought like, you know, I thought it was it was good and and campy, like the the way the guy sort of over exaggeratedly. Like basically he's an underling that just gets called in and is like, here, drink this. It's going to do something horrible to you. And he knows he can't say no, but he did a good job of like making his face sort of look like, oh, oh, I'm terrified. Uh, That guy needs a union. (laughs) Yeah, which is like, you know, back in the day, Cobra had all those really good benefits. Cobra looks like, here's a, not Deke era Cobra. That was a nightmare. But Sunbow Era Cobra was a very pleasant place to work. Yeah. I mean, like what I've learned from this show is that the 80s were a great time to be alive because you got lots of money and lots of benefits. Um, If you were white. If you were white. It went downhill from there. And now you're being forced to drink poisoned ecto cooler because you're not allowed to tell your boss no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the 90s. That's it. I mean, to be fair, uh, 80s were great. If you were of a certain status, <laughs> like those people were still shit on the same. We just didn't talk about it in the eighties. Yeah. You just need to, but also they should have just joined an evil organization that has a, well, has sure. like an, uh, like underwater Springs mm. and all the gold doubloons you can carry home, man. This is making me want to do an entire rewatch of Sunbow era. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would do it. Especially now that I would appreciate it. Yeah, we still so this have episode, six more years of new G.I. Joe. Don't worry about Gina. that. And the new one they make in 2022 that we're going to complain about the writing of until they put Gina on the show. That's our <laughs> that's our angle. Yeah, that's um, how you that's definitely how you get on TV shows. That's how you do it. Yeah, I've read. I've read the story. Complain about them until they yes. hire you. As I understand it, there's all sorts of diversity hires that have to happen. And so uh, you just keep 
haranguing them until you uh, get one of those. So this episode opens with a baseball game, and immediately I'm like, did we forget that Scar took over the world? Um, but then Iron Claw appears on the, somehow appears on the stadium monitors of the baseball game and says, I'm in charge now. We have new laws, and I control your army. And then he he turns, he's got the president and the leader. I don't know who this other guy is, honestly. Like, I absolutely did. I thought he was first, he was the vice president. I then maybe he's, he's like the leader of G.I. Joe from the government side. I'm yeah, he's like the head of like the CIA kind of. Wait, which guy? Clancy. I didn't know who Clancy's, yeah. what Clancy's relationship was to all of this. And I know he's probably been in other episodes. Wait, you're talking about so sungla- goddamn sunglasses, man? sunglasses man? Sunglasses man? He's been in like every single other episode. It's been so long since we've watched this, Gina. Yeah, I no, really I had the same thing because when I saw him, I, I thought that he was, I thought that he was the bad one. Like, because I mean, first of all, who you, you're going to put a cartoon character in sunglasses and not make him the bad guy. Like he's Thank just you. sort of like a thin white man in sunglasses. Like that's the evil dude. So you mean for like a second, the Fonz? <laughs> no, the Fonz wasn't Noted like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't the describe the Fonz as like a slender, like this guy is like a slender man in like a suit. Are you calling the Fonz fat? <laughs> yeah. Fatty Fonz is how I, what I like to call that was, it. Well, that was his nickname back in the sixties. <laughs> that is true. Um, but for a second I was confused. Cause I was like, wait, there's the bad guy. But like, like how is he in two places and then I, and then like it took me like a little bit too long to be like oh wait so that guy works for gi joe so but i rec- i remembered he was in every single other right. episode guys i just want to open up right here and say my fonz reference joke that i just made i said that's what they called him in the 60s now i could have picked either the 50s or the 70s There's and been correct, correct. Yep. but instead i chose the decade that was least correct and i had two chances all around it and i just realized in the moment what a failure that opportunity was and i just wanted to present myself to the masses here's the thing you and missed i know the, i know guys you missed your first two shots uh the third shot that you could have taken because neither Gina or I noticed was to just ignore it and move no, on. I'm a yeah. different person. Out, now, Chan. And that is. Uh, I'll also say I just recently started uh, watching Barry. I know I'm two seasons Great behind, show. but I'm, I'm five or six show. episodes in and he's and Henry Winkler's a delight. And from, from everything I hear, you know, there were a couple of Murphy Brown writers who who had worked with him. He's apparently like a delight in real life. So it's nice that a, a guy who got famous playing playing a cool guy uh is kind of just a sweet doofus oh so you're watching barry but you can't be bothered to watch we are lady parts wow are you racist barry's wow, like there it is. i would barely categorize it as a sitcom whereas we are lady parts is like straight sitcom what is oh, we are lady british parts well, i don't even know what that is uh it's a british sitcom about a uh a, a, a punk band made up of uh muslim women Oh, and it's really, really good. We are hitting all kinds of targets here. Here we go. <laughs> um, I like. I like that. Um, he's talking. Uh, scars or Iron Claws going about and about all these laws and stuff like that. He's brand new laws, and we're just making shit up as we go. And you're gonna follow all of <laughs> I wonder because of the timing if uh, all these anti-vaxxers grew up on this kind of shit. Mm. And that's what they think of the government now. It's like, oh, they're just making a bunch of laws just like that uh, documentary I watched, Jerry Joe Extreme, when I was a kid. Just, you know, iron, iron, they see Joe Biden as Iron Claw somehow for reasons that boggle my mind. The thing I actually kind of appreciated about the storytelling here is that Iron Claw is trying to shake down the president for the nuclear codes. The president, for the first time in 
in a while grows a pair and says, that's the line I will not cross. I will get, he's given up the entire U.S. Army the, and government, yeah, but this yeah. is where he suddenly draws the line. Seems that's, a little weird. That's what I disliked about it so much is that the the if you would set it up like um, like kidnapping the president was the distraction, what he really wanted was the codes, fine. But the distraction is a military coup of the entire United that's, States. That's just it. Yeah, it's and a all much. he wanted were the codes. Wait, so you don't like that he went? You don't like that he went big? Is what you're saying? It doesn't make any sense. Go big Look, or go home. If you're going to do a job, you might as well blow your entire load. Thank you. If you're going to take over the entire United States with a private army of like twenty thousand people, there's no, there's no, there's you can't. It's just not a thing. Look, have you ever, have you ever like, you know, been, let's just say playing a game of chess or playing a game of soccer or no, so- I don't know something. How to play chess. Soccer, I don't do exercise at all. So <laughs> something, or, something or, or a baseball game or, or an adult dodgeball game, let's say. And you just like really, really hate the people or person that you're playing against. And so it gets to a point where you're like, I'm, definitely going to win this and i can win this one of two ways i can win it by not really humiliating them and shooting my whole load all over their face and making them realize i didn't have to do it this way but Uh i did Mm -hmm. and then you could do all of that stuff i appreciate that he that that iron claw was like look i don't need to do this but i can so if anyone thinks that they're gonna try and fight back just look at how crazy I am and how far well, I went to let, get this one thing. <laughs> let me take it one step further, because one of the things Buzz told us about Cobra from Sunbow era was that the reason why G.I. Joe and the world's governments don't just eradicate them is because they had uh, allegedly the threat of nuclear weapons. You can't just come after Cobra because they'll nuke the world and lead to Armageddon. So you have to sort of just like work around them, but you can't go like really do anything meaningful. Take that to here, where Scar and Ironclaw don't have nukes. His entire plan, he knows 20,000 people will not hold the entire United States forever. This is a pinpoint tip of the spear operation to get the codes so he can have the kind of respect that Cobra had back in Sunbow era. That's my working theory. How dumb is this president (laughs) that they could take a few senators hostage and he's like, well, I will give up the entire now, land mass sure. of North America. I have problems with this president. Look, Wait, he made some it, awful yeah, the, decisions. The president sucks, but is it just a few senators or is it the entire Senate? Not that that makes a difference. Like, I mean, it honestly, while I was watching this, I was like, hey, if someone was like, we got, you know, like Matt Gates and a couple of others here, I would be like, oh, no, it would be terrible Fine. if you do what if, you got to do if you kidnapped them. Uh, I, I got halfway through that sentence and realized that maybe the maybe the Secret Service is going to show up. On yeah, my they're door. already following us. Oh. But no, to be <laughs> no, fair, I though, it's you, worse. I than, thought you were actually planning to to murder somebody. <laughs> no, said, no well, I, I, I could actually do this. It is worse than that, Gina, because <laughs> primarily in that room are leaders of other countries that are not the United States. Oh, so and that, that's that, what's holding him back. That's no, why that, his decision that is so That actually weird. makes more sense to me because then it's an oh, really? optics thing. It's not that he cares about the lives of these people. It's that if he doesn't, 
give everything up. He's in, he's then in an international crisis with every country that he just threw under the bus. So that actually makes more sense. If it was just American senators, like he would in like in real life, he would just like send a message that would be like, Godspeed, like we're leaving you, uh, you know, like we'll have to hold special elections to fill your murdered seats. I'm sure you'd want me to do that. I'm sure you'd want me to do this. And like he would, but once there's other countries involved, then you've got to be like, ah, crap. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they know that Ted Cruz is stuck in that room and they just be like thoughts and prayers, Ted. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be, it would be it, it, like, you know, they, the, look, yeah. I, I learned from a documentary with Harrison Ford that the United States will yes. not negotiate with terrorists. It's a good documentary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, um, G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So now we cut to uh, a thing we saw in the last episode, the island, G.I. Joe Island or whatever they're calling it is destroyed. The island that moves. It's it's awesome. And if you haven't been watching, my God, it's wonderful. But uh, the U.S. Army has blown out their island, allegedly killing the Joe team. We all know they didn't. Chan um, gave a disgusted sigh in there uh, during your is, sentence. That island is the shit, Chan. So don't you do. But the army all they're of a sudden. They're saluting. They're saluting the goddamn boat. Yeah, they understand. You, the I've, seen, I've seen military people salute boats before. A yeah, thank boat you. that looks like a fucking island? Chan, it's an island that became a boat, not the other way around. Respect it. In fact, what? salute it right now. There is no way that you can enter into this equation. Boat becomes island, island becomes boat, that I am not hating it to the end of time. <laughs> well, I love the fact that the army suddenly realizes, hey, we don't have to do what, what Scar's telling us to do. And they just open rebellion on the spot. 
and they say, we're going to go, we're going to go to the Pentagon. We're going to free all these hostages and we're just going to end this shit. The thing they should have done in the goddamn first place. And I'm just like, yeah, go but you get realize, them, like, because, because yeah, I had the same thought, which was like, oh yeah, of course, of course, that's what you do. You, you just, but you realize that like, I mean, technically they're breaking a whole lot of laws. And oh, absolutely. if the, if the president was like a crappy person after this is all over, I mean, he could do terrible things to them and say, it, like, you, you, because I mean, basically the, the, the military answers to the president and they're mm-hmm. at this point, it's kind of a coup. <laughs> like, a little, I mean, it is, and I, but it's a delightful one. It is, uh, but I'm just saying than January it, it, 6th. It, it's not like a plot hole to me that they, that they had a, had a moment to be like, should we do this? Should we stay? I thought coup? it was cool. I think had they not done a rebellion, it would have been real weird because it's just like, what yeah. they literally this is, you know, these people are not the ones who would just like let the terrorists tell them what to do and push them around forever. I guess that's how we live now. That's not what these people in the military would do. And I say it's great. But also G.I. Joe, who is alive, of course, they say, oh, they're attacking the Pentagon. The thing we need them to do. That's a great diversion. Let's go to the white house and go get iron claw. We could handle that small operation since they're doing the heavy lifting. And I'm here for this chain of events. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think, I think it's, and it, and it all makes logical sense that they're like, all right, what we really need to do is just get the hostages and get to iron claw. Cause then there's no, there's no, yeah, this, this from a story point, I'm still so scarred by Deke era. Yeah, that, that from hard. a story point, this this nah. <laughs> I said the I said the name of the thing in the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, from a story point, I was like, this all makes sense. I now have a low bar. Yeah, look, I, this all pe- there are some silly aspects of it and things that were like weird and made no sense. But living in this reality, people are making quality decisions. They are not it's going in a logical. <laughs> they are way. not. All of this is deke era logic, which is just bonkers bananas worthless junk can i tell you about the line uh, of the next scene that made me actually laugh out loud and that's when also, inexplicably the girl's leg is fine i i don't <laughs> understand how that's possible iron claw inexplicably tells uh the, 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 uh rampage not yeah with no inferno he inexplicably ca- calls inferno and says start executing right. the hostages yes. he's getting everything he wants it's his one bargaining chip and he reaches out to inferno to say i need you to start murdering all the hostages therefore eliminating any authority that he has in the situation bad job from a, a obviously a guy who did not think it would get this far he did not think this would work and now he's in over his head a little bit like when Serpentor took Washington, if you remember that storyline. But the part that made me laugh was yes, and also no other instance in which a comically inept person ascended to an extraordinarily high position of power. He's, had he's no not idea so what to inept, do with though. It he's the most the competent of any bad guy we've seen in G.I. Joe. I will make that argument. Him and maybe Serpentor, but Serpentor was all about me, and Iron Claw's all about the organization. He's competent. He we don't see him just make other than this bizarre decisions that end up costing him in the end, and he's not getting beat up at a kindergarten school. But oh no, 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 no. I-, I was talking about Donald Trump. I don't know where you thought I was going, but I was talking about the real world uh-huh. situation. I got where, it. Where Iron oh, Claw know. here is some douchebag with uh, a floppy red hair. 
So uh, I'm just picturing like if the previous president had been in this situation, he would have folded to Iron Claw and given him the codes faster than you could say Jack Robinson. Oh yeah, I mean he would have not only folded, he would have he like, would have pledged his. Claw. He would have pled. No, I, no, he's not. He's smart not enough smart enough that. to be Iron Claw. Yeah, but but he would pledge his fealty to Iron oh, absolutely. Claw. Before okay, Iron Claw even really did all this, he would he would. He would pledge his feelings. Okay, you're this. telling me that I can pee in any room of the White House I want. I am in. A super rich guy uh, has his own private army, and uh, uh, Major Stone walks up to him and says, "You're Iron Claw." No, I'm not. You're Iron Claw. No, I'm not. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to take your word for it. All right, go ahead and be president. That's basically what happened in the real world. <laughs> also, I mean, fair. Uh, I feel like you were about to call for a uh, um, a sound drop. Yes, I, I am. I did mark this off because it did actually make me laugh. I hope you're in favor of term limits. Because <laughs> I'm about to end your term right now. That shit made yeah. me laugh. I'm yeah. just like, fuck, we get a term limits joke yeah, that same. works because he's going to murder him. Like, oh, what a delight this Inferno character is. Yeah, I, I was also like, wow. I, I don't think when I was a little kid, if someone said term limits, I would be like, don't know what you're talking about. So I, yeah, this also made me laugh this is a and his line delivery is delightful <laughs> it's perfect and this okay so inferno gets weird in this scene because he starts off the yes he's mentally unstable he's out of control but he's not been this unstable before uh, iron claw says execute the hostages and he just sits there and is like i'm gonna do it I'm going to do it. And he just, he isn't doing it. And he's just sitting there to the point where by the time GI Joe finally breaks in to stop him, he's standing on a desk, making monkey noises. Chan, <laughs> I don't know if you have this sound drop, but this shit just got weird. It's like, maybe he just doesn't want to actually do it. I don't know what's happening to Inferno in this scene, but he has unraveled completely to the point where iron claw calls him back. And he's just like, you haven't executed a single goddamn hostage. He's like, do it yourself. I'm out of here. And he just leaves. Like, this guy is having a breakdown <laughs> in this moment. And it's it's sad to see, quite honestly. No, I mean, this, thing is, is, this he, is a he, classic he, example of, like, when when a little kid gets everything that they think they want. And they, so they, and they can't handle it. And they start crying. <laughs> I will argue that he uh, is about to do the thing. He is completely thrown by this weird ass Asian music that just starts playing in the background, <laughs> like very nearly, like. Dun, 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 I want to hear dun, it. Dun. Let's hear it, Jim. You can't say that and not present it. I don't want to hear this again. <laughs> now we get the monkey noises that I wanted and the Asian backdrop music that you wanted. Yeah. Somebody it's brought in a shamisen for, for some god forsaken reason because so this white dude that. who knows a martial art is i don't know oh it's black dragon King. okay yeah okay here's the deal uh that's fine uh, the guy shoots a wa giant water cannon at inferno thus uh, uh nerfing his gun which makes me laugh because like who the fuck you there's only like two of you and one of you brought a water cannon like <laughs> that's either pinpoint accuracy of knowing your enemy or uh, bad writing one of those two things isn't that the water dude though like the one who uh is there a water dude like, it's, like i feel like i haven't seen this in 25 years he's like a diver or something like that and for some reason he has a water gun which i don't know if that's if that was a toy they had i could see that happening oh 
and and, and or maybe uh, also in the middle of all of this, we did cut to Rampage, who's the guy who like hulks out and becomes green and when he gets angry. Uh-huh. I don't know where the, they possibly got this idea from. Um, and he's just like, I'm helping at the Pentagon defend the against the army, or I'm I'm helping you know guard the people. And they just cut back to he doesn't even get like beaten on camera. They just cut back and they're like, that dude got. Fuck. Oh no, he did because he gets shot like five times in the chest. Like he he gets absolutely annihilated by the army. And I was giggling <laughs> at that how was weird hard a loss he was taking. Yeah, that it looked like he had been shot multiple times in sensitive areas and like like is he dead? He might be dead. They literally they cut over it. I couldn't tell if he was dead or not. But the <laughs> army's like, we got the hostages. <laughs> It's like, oh shit! It got real, real up in the Pentagon right here, and and I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, uh, and then uh, we get the uh, we get Iron Claw talking to the president right now, and he's got wreckage with him. And wreckage being the other character, the one that Iron Claw turned into a monster, but blamed the government, the nebulous government. And weirdly enough, he gives a quote from Genghis Khan, which I thought was a lot of fun. You know, we might lose the day, but we can still hurt our enemies real, real bad along the way. That's a misquote, but that's basically what he was saying. But then we get another. Was that actually uh, Abraham Lincoln? (laughs) It was it was actually George W. Bush who said that, I believe. Uh, But he was talking about the American people, unfortunately. The point is is that we have the moment with wreckage where wreckage is in the room with the president and he says i'm going to murder the president iron claw he won't give him the codes i'm going to murder the president and the pre- and he says why uh, wreckage i got we're gonna have a character moment before you kill me why do you hate us so much and he goes because you did this are you calling are you calling rampage wreckage right no, now wreckage and rampage are two different people rampage oh. is the one who got shot at the pentagon he wreckage is the guy with the metal hand who was experimenting. Ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Super sexy voice. They have a great moment. It's very much a my mother is named Martha moment. (laughs) Where he's like, why why do you hate us so much? Before you kill me, I just need to know I'm the president. And he goes, because you could perform these experiments on me. He's like, look, I'm the president of the United States. You you are misremembering this moment. It's not not even as heavy. It's not even as ham-fisted as that. Uh, Claw is the one who says to him, he's trying oh, to motivate me. him oh, to, okay. to, to kill the president, basically. So it's not you know the what? president yes, saying why, right. because that would be like that. I wouldn't really be on board with such ham fisted writing, but this was actually more clever, which is You're like right. wreckage who, who all along has sort of like, you know, he's, he's sort of Wolverine if Wolverine had gone bad. So I guess he's, he's saber tooth, but but like he, you know, like yeah, he sort of has right. this streak in him of like he knows what's right. Yes, and he, he, he sort of wants to do what's right, but he's just yeah. so consumed with anger at what was done to him, and he thinks right. he knows what was done to him. So he's hesitating in this moment of that's right, of Thank like you, killing the president and and committing murder essentially. And so Claus says to him, like pulls him okay. aside and says to him, "Don't you want?" And he and it's 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 smart. I mean, for kids TV, it's smart writing because Claw is try is trying, you know, some some psychology on him, which then immediately blows up in his face because he says, "Don't you want to get revenge on the person who did this to you?" See, and then the president basically says, "Look, kill me if you want, but what he just said is wrong. I know every experiment, even the secret ones, and we did not do that. We did not and, do that. And you see that Wreckage believes it, but Claw is like, 
oh, well, come on. What? No. Oh, come this on. Guy? No. And like everyone's like, dude, you know it's true. And you know in that moment like that Wreckage has sort of known it all along. So it's actually like a pretty good and cool it's character moment. moment. And one that really like good. I was delighted paid off because there have been, you know, hints along the way. And, and, and again, normally in cartoons there's no growth. But this is the moment where he's like – I almost just murdered someone because my whole like I've thought this thing, but now I I see the truth, and it's yeah. it's, it's a delightful moment. It's I'm a delightful moment. I I I, I get that idea that he's saying like uh like oh yeah I know every um you know sort of a uh, secret experiment or anything like that I know that it wasn't us. I feel like I needed just a little bit more. I wanted him to add just like also aliens are real, dude. <laughs> then I would have bought it. I'd be like shit. Like a personal thing and also some like crazy deep knowledge. <laughs> All right, I'm on board. But speaking of this episode, I couldn't even remember it like badly. Like it was so much better than even I wanted it not to be. That chance, <laughs> that's how good this episode is. Is that even like even me remembering it wrong? It's much better than that. So I mean, this is very very exciting. Now the one part that actually I, I loved is that Iron Claw uh, GI Joe shows up. So Stone shows up and, and, and Iron Claw picks up uh, Clancy and says, I'm going to take this dude with me. And what I loved about this is he didn't just take Clancy because Clancy was roped to a chair. So he picks up Clancy and the chair and just takes off with them. And I'm howling with delight. And he's like, <laughs> and this chair, I'm taking this fucking chair. And he's also that strong. I just, that moment when I suddenly realized like, is he still on the chair? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, brought me a lot of joy. It yeah, it's a real, a it's a real joy. the jerk moment where it's, yes. I don't need anything. I just need, I just need this and this chair. And Clancy and had a paddle ball game and a <laughs> lamp. <laughs> it was great. Um, oh, and then, and then another payoff moment happens because the president's like, we don't know who, what he's doing. We don't know where they're going. And Stone turns to the president and goes, we know exactly who he is. Therefore, we know exactly where he's going. We're headed there to finish this. And I'm like, motherfucking paying off yeah. everything. Everything gets paid off. This yeah, is great. I, I actually like rewound this because I didn't think that, that you know, like a, lo a lot of times in these shows, it's either it, they like attempt to overwrite something or, or mm -hmm. where you're just like, just say the thing we want you to say. And this was just so easy. Like he was just like, yo, we know who he is. And I was like, what? Did they just really just say it? Because that's, again, I think that's like good writing versus sort of dragging it out or playing coy and like, mm -hmm. and the audience being like, why don't they just say they know who it is? But yep. yeah, to just come out and say it and then be like, yeah, we're doing this. I was You've like, all right, man, like pay, yeah. pay it off, pay it off I a season it. here. And then, and then cut to uh, Clancy is now at uh, uh, Count Rainey's uh, place because that's who Iron Claws. And, and he, he basically turns, he's like, oh shit. I, they said that Count Rainey was Iron Claw. I didn't believe it. It's clearly true. And Iron Claw's like, shut up. Could be anybody. And so uh, Clancy drops his sunglasses in the room where the secret passage is and leaves a breadcrumb, which I thought was kind of fun. A little, a little obtuse, but I, I, I played enough adventure games. I was fine with that. That worked yeah. for me. The, that the sunglasses would be looking in the direction of the fireplace where the secret passage is. Okay, cut to G.I. Joe attacking Count Rainey's castle in a huge, like, awesome final sequence for the season. Like, this is where we all wanted it to go. They're doing it, and it makes sense how we got here to a point. 
and and I'm just lots of robots exploding. We get our big action scene that we wanted attack on Count Rainey's castle. Dark forces, we are under attack from within. <laughs> there was a great moment i would add that stone is by himself for whatever reason stone is walking the grounds of this castle and this island attacking robots shouting where is he like the robots are gonna be like okay i'll tell you stone <laughs> like it was just so where's iron claw dude they are they are literally automatons uh, this is literally like shouting at the microwave you know something and like, that was in my that notes. one got me I was like, where's the video montage? Where's the wacky, like, uh, no sound, like, music oh, video? There. Yeah. And, the, and then it shows up later. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's why. We were, Can't have we, two of those in an episode. We weren't primed yet. Uh, <laughs> so he finds, so Stone, by himself, I don't know where the team is at this point, but Stone finds the sunglasses in the room, like, stomping, killing every robot, like a like fucking crazy man. He's basically Michael Douglas and falling down at this point. It's just magical. Everything he sees is just exploding around him, and he's just shouting incoherently, and he sees the sunglasses pointed at the wall. He goes, aha, and then just blows out the entire doesn't look for the secret passage panel or a button. He just blows out the wall because that's where he is right now. He is Rambo at the end of First Blood. Yeah, no time just to no gone. time to look around. No. No. He's like Gandhi in UHF because he just yes. keeps <laughs> yes. hammering away with that automatic gun. Just like and it just keeps on chipping away at like the masonry. <laughs> What I what I love about this is they say the, the, the Count Rainey's Island is being attacked by G.I. Joe and the U.S. Army. Where the fuck are all the other armies of the world? This is a pretty big deal. No one else wants to get in on this. Like, come on, dude. Like, Russia, you don't got some planes you want to test out? It just, that to me was a little bit strange. Um, and USA, then we get Ray, USA. <laughs> U.S.A. G.I. Joe was an international USA. hero not that long ago okay USA. so <laughs> so we now uh, uh we've got here's our final uh, finale big action climax iron claw has clancy and stone is in the basement of the castle all three of them are there and stone and iron claw start fighting when what of course happens chad it's your favorite he pulls out uh the sword the sword of power from castle graystone he does do that that is a factual thing that happens i was just gonna say here's your music video indeed uh can we hear a little bit of it no <laughs> just it's, just, it's just the same old god-awful cock rock <laughs> oh i love this it's gonna be pumped i want to fight iron claw it's great. So this, they actually tell an interesting, they actually like, like for action scenes of these shows don't always do the right things that action scenes do, where you're telling a story, you're showing how we got there, cause and effect, all this good stuff uh, and psychology. This does that and that they have the fight. Uh, they're both relatively evenly matched, but there's a sword that gets passed back and forth between them as they disarm each other. Uh, somewhere along the way, uh, Iron Claw makes the decision to slice up this like chemical barrel and starts like spraying, uh, you know, drenching it everywhere. He ends up falling in it at some point, and and it's very very flammable apparently because the thing ends up ending with a, a, a huge explosion that ends up triggering through the the bowels of the castle and blows out the entire castle. Now, weirdly enough. 
Iron Claw is presumed dead. His mask is on the ground. Nobody could have survived the explosion except for Stone and Clancy, who are completely unharmed right next to where the explosion happened. Mm -hmm. That was a little strange. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I got to admit, I sort of pulled a ray with this ending here that I, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure what happened. Like I, I get that there's an explosion, but then then immediately afterwards they're like, oh, you know, like he no one could have survived that. Uh because if he did, then he could be anyone. And it's like he's not a He's not a shapeshifter. Yeah. Yes, but, he, but very clearly, like they they set up that he is yeah, he, he has changed his face. Potentially. Like, that's I mean that's yeah. they, they they imply it, they don't say it. They, they so basically say like he's true. clancy now. Are you kidding me? The only thing that I thought was decent in this entire fucking episode, and you're like, oh, that's too much for me. Wait, no, oh, but like, how, but I don't how understand this. Like, Legion, it's so How does he? How does he do it? Like, he was he was a regular dude who wore a mask. He wasn't, you know, like if he if he had been Zartan, like fine, you know, like. Lest we forget, Gina, and this is to your point. Iron Claw's like a foot fucking taller than Clancy and could pick him up while tied to a chair and walk off with him. Iron Claw is a massive imposing figure. Clancy is not. How in the spur of this battle and explosion does he just become fucking Clancy? Well, that's here's the thing. Like, because because I thought about it and then and then sort of I, my theory was that it wasn't. Because like basically it shows like they're like, oh, no one could have survived that. Yeah, because it's it's a good thing that he like didn't escape because if he did, he could become anyone, which like, again, I don't understand it, but I'm suspending my disbelief. And then Clancy goes, yeah, anyone. And then they sort of superimpose the mask over his face. They did. Yeah. So. So like like implying that, you know, I don't know, maybe he, he I guess he murdered Clancy and, and took on his persona. But Clancy I think he was in this scene. <laughs> but I think like a cooler, a cooler explanation for season two would be that like the the real Iron Claw did actually die. But this whole experience has has, you know, basically broken Clancy's brain. Oh, shit, that would be cool. And that he he now like he has like you know horrible PTSD from all of this and he sort of starts empathizing with Claw's like wow. plight and so he takes on the mantle of Claw. That so would be cool like, as shit. I would I th- thought that that would be v- much cooler than just like I'm a magician, I changed my face. So I was yeah. hoping that that's like like in my mind I've convinced myself that that's what it's going to be that now like Clancy's going to go back to work, everyone's going to think like, "Hey, we we beat the bad guys, isn't this great?" But like internally Clancy has mental damage that he's not going to get help for and so he's going to slowly turn into the terrorist himself that's what i I, that. I would like to see you're Let's telling me it. that you have absolutely no problem with the logic of twenty thousand yahoos taking over the entire country getting them to surrender the entire country of the united states of america but you don't buy that a guy who is hell-bent on dis- discovering all sorts of super science and can do all it can turn humans into zombies with ecto cooler can't have like a uh um can't 
can't have makeup? Yeah, see, that's your that's your that's what you think happened. He has makeup, but also he mimics his voice perfectly. Yeah, that's and weird. Physically makes himself smaller and, and has his entire clothes. And those, like, those and are the body with nobody clothes. noticing. Like again, if it had been established that he was a master of disguise, but he's not. That's why he wears the mask. That's it. Yes, because he can't hide his face. Yeah, otherwise he, he'd be looking like different people all the fucking exactly, time. Exactly. Exactly. He's not Zartan. He's not changing his face to look like this guy or that guy. You don't know that. He's just a normal guy who is wearing a mask specifically because he can't like he can't do this. But But what if his face is all fucked up and his he wears a a costume that is the Count Von Rainey and also wears the the metal (laughs) mask. But underneath that is like, you know, um, a Deadpool kind of, you know, like all scarred up face. No, here is, here is the only other description that I'll buy. I think my, I think my explanation is the best. I think, you know, from, from a, from a story point, that's how I would write it. It's not that he has, he has, you know, that claw has turned into him. It's that he's going to turn into claw because he's mentally damaged. But the only other explanation I would buy is that he pulled a Hannibal Lecter and like before we saw the explosion, yeah. he basically cut off Clancy's face skin and switched clothes with him, just like Hannibal does to, to the prison guard uh, when th- when they take him out and they think that he's the prison guard and then he takes the skin off. If he cut off Clancy's face skin, I will I will buy it, but not. Are if you it's hearing just- this? Are you hearing this, people behind new G.I. Joe cartoon? This is the shit you're missing out on (laughs) by not having TV's Gina Ippolito be in your writer's room. Let's fix that problem. I've given him gold. I gave him one sort of like PG with an edge version version, and I gave them a one hard R version. That's a hard R. That is that is. Uh, no, oh, side note, uh, uh, they G.I. Joe also along the way of all of this finds the antidote to the zombie virus, so everyone's fine now. <laughs> it, it, completely unnecessary oh, side. That's a hat on a I hat forgot, right there. I for, I at this point had forgotten all about it, but but how does it resolve itself? G.I. Joe finds the antidote, so we're good. Uh, they At least, here's the deal, at least they a- addressed it. <laughs> they, they found the information on a CD-ROM. Never. Which is that, what you do back yeah. in the nineties. That 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 plot line was clearly part of the first draft that didn't need to be there anymore. Come the final draft, but there it is anyway. Let's just roll with it. I just um, want you to know that uh, y'all shitting on the one thing that I liked about this. I hope that next season, and I know that I have to watch it too, but I hope it's all Deke bad and you have to suffer. No, it. I will suffer along with you just so that you can also suffer. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it, Chan. <laughs> this show has been honestly eye-openingly wonderful, so much better than Deke. Uh, obviously yeah. not the level of Sunbow. This Joe Extreme show I had zero in the way of expectations for, especially based on the way it was presented, 90s extreme shouting uh-huh. guitar music, and they presented a very reasonable kids action show yeah. with a lot of smart things going on with it. Not always, didn't always hit its notes. Don't get me wrong, but it it it, it never offended my intelligence, and I and that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, I I will say I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been you, Ray, but or it might have been like Psycho Andy or Channing Sherman. It was someone. Uh, it, if it wasn't one of you two, it was someone close to the show that basically was like, "Well, if you think Deke is bad, wait until you get to GI Joe Extreme." 
And just the idea that anything could be worse than D yes. was was horrendous. And while I agree with Chan that that the that the nineties music montage things were were not to my taste, I will say that like other shows do that kind of things with different eras of music and it works. For instance, regular show had an 80s montage scene in pretty much every every episode, which I loved because it, they were sort of parodying different 80s action movies. Uh, but So this just wasn't to my taste. But like the writing was on point, uh, in my opinion. And just the fact yes. that, like I've said before, that they that they advanced the plot beyond just like, oh, every, every week it's going to be... Claw has a plan and and the Joes foil it. Claw has a plan and the Joes foil it. This was actually like you could follow the arc of yes. there's a thing they don't know. Are they going to find out? They slowly find out, but when they do, they're not sure they can believe it. But like it, it's it's it had a couple of balls being juggled in the air, and they all sort of paid off with with some good writing. So I was it very did. satisfied. And, and so and, and to, to what we just said, uh, uh, IMDb. What what do, uh, we've talked about this before? IMDb has GI Joe Extreme at what 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 dot point dot a uh, number? Would you think IMDb has GI Joe Extreme at? I would like say 5. it's 6. pretty low. Yeah, it's five point seven. Um, uh, which that's embarrassing. This is way better than five. But do you remember what Deke era GI Joe is on IMDb? Oh God! Is it better? Make a guess. What? 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 I, I'm going to say like six it? or something. I'd say like seven point two. Seven point five is what IMDb has. D. Carey Joe. That is offensive. That is <laughs> that is angering to the point where they that the people at home who clearly don't know what the f they're talking about think GI Joe Extreme is almost a full two points worse than Deke, and that Deke was actually pretty good. Like, I would I would argue upsetting. that it's probably the people who probably are are ranking it are probably not like binge watch like they're not doing what we did which is they're like not watch. watching it it's probably like separate audiences like the Deke Must audience be. is probably a little bit more loyal because I mean like to be fair it, it by the time GI Joe Extreme happened GI Joe was kind of played out by that point so you're not wrong it, it didn't have I, the I same, didn't even know it existed right yeah <laughs> so exactly that's like it didn't have the same name recognition at as as the previous ones, whereas Deke was still close enough to the Sunbow era that I, I would wager that a lot of people watching the Deke era were people who watched Sunbow, but by the time it got to Extreme, those people had all grown up and fallen off. So Extreme was probably a whole new audience that uh that yeah, that that so it's not I don't I would argue it's probably not the same people ranking both shows after watching both shows. Uh, and that's fair. And we got to get out of here because we're up against it uh, time-wise a little bit. But uh, I will just say with final notes, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed G.I. Joe Extreme a lot more than I thought I was going to. I feel like Gina's on the same boat and Chan hates everything. <laughs> that's knowing is half the podcast. Oh, we also had the PSA. The kid was on fire. And so they put him in a blanket and wrapped him up. We have to mention it at least. Yeah, it was a stop. We'd seen it before. Stop, drop, yes. and roll. Yep. Uh, it was perfectly fine. The G.I. Joe Extreme is much better than I expected. Is actually pretty good. These last two episodes were dog shit, and you know no. what? The rest of it was still pretty good. <laughs> no, this last episode was like my favorite episode of GI Joe Extreme that we've watched. And One I'm giant skin tag is all it is to me. Eeyore, did someone forget your birthday? And did you lose your tail? Ye- n- uh, maybe. Wait, is, your, is your tail just one big skin tag? 
Oh no! I that's think you may secret. have. Yeah, I think that's what we're, that's what we need to go out on. Well, you can always check us out facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You get us up on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast or individually. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And Gina, can you just like say that thing again so we can go out on it? Because that was actually a perfect. Is that, a, is that, can we do that, Chan? Chan? No. Situation critical. Roll call! Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh I was my just, god. Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.